You know, Brittany, nothing gives me naked confidence like hitting the gym first thing in the morning. The rush, the endorphins, it just sets the tone for the entire day. Ooh, I like that. Naked confidence. Yeah. It's all about the perfect playlist for me. The right music can uplift my mood instantly. Mm, you know what a close second is for me? What's that? Not stinking. <laughs> That's why I use Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's like a secret weapon against odor powered by mandelic acid. Yeah, you're odor-free for up to 72 hours. I love how Lumi tackles every odor concern with natural ingredients, and I appreciate its versatility. I tried it everywhere, from pits to feet. It never disappoints. Plus, it's baking soda-free and pH balanced for safe use. And the fact that it's clinically proven to block odor all day, well, that's a game changer. Definitely. And with Lumi Starter Pack, new customers can get $5 off with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. It's a great deal for a fresh start. Don't miss out on feeling confident everywhere you go. Visit lumideodorant.com and use code TLC for a special discount. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. Cheers to confidence with Lumi. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to The Laughing Couple Podcast with your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Okay, so today we're talking uh, with Michelle Dempsey. I actually should have asked you this. Do you go by both last names before? I go by Dempsey Moltak. I knew it. Uh You said it was Dempsey and we were having it. Well, it is on Instagram. So, I mean, you know. He gets it. He gets it. But professionally, it's Dempsey Moltak. Well, I'm embarrassed. And this podcast is 30 (laughs) seconds in. (laughs) Okay, so Michelle, um, we're going to be talking a lot about divorce, which is really funny because we usually talk about all of the happiness in couples and relationships. But we were really interested in your perspective on this. You have so much going on. Can you just give our listeners uh, just kind of a general background about who you are and what you do? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for deciding to talk about divorce on your podcast, because you know, the statistics don't lie. 50% of your listeners mm-hmm. may uh, head down the divorce road. And that's what I'm here for. So I am a former teacher. Um, I became a divorce specialist and certified co-parenting specialist a couple years back, not long after my own divorce, when I realized there was a huge need for moms to have like on-demand help. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you get separated as a 40 year old woman, 50 year old woman, and there's plenty of support for you. There's books, there's groups, there's singles meetups, but you're 30, 33 years old. I was at the time and you've got a two year old and you're like, holy crap, what now? And I realized by sharing my stories and my voice on social media that I was, you know, reaching a lot of people. So I was writing about divorce for a bunch of mommyhood publications. I was coaching 
Um, I have my podcast that speaks to all the same stuff. And then I wrote my book, Mom's Moving On, Real Life Advice on Conquering Divorce, Co-Parenting Through Conflict and Becoming Your Best Self came out in March. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like a one-stop divorce shop over here. (laughs) Well, it didn't just come out in March. It's a bestseller. Yeah. Hello. Thank you. Yeah, it was like for a hot minute. Now it's just like you know, that's just there, but, no. but I'll take it. I, I yeah. will forever wear that badge. See, that's the thing about, that's the thing about being a best-selling author. You just need to be a best-selling author one time and Once. you're a best-selling author. True. Literally. I went and updated my LinkedIn, my, yes. my bio on IG. My husband was like, don't you want to like, wait a second. I'm like, no, this is bleeding <laughs> and I need to own it now. You just need to send out cards to everyone, you know, Hey, hope it you're doing happens. well. Also, <laughs> Also, well, I went on Good Morning America a couple like months ago, and I I remember getting on the plane to head home, and I was like, I've peaked. Like yeah. it's all downhill from here. No, like, that's get out of. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You're on the Laughing Couple podcast now. I know. Oh well, yes, but but you know that now it's all downhill. You know, Good Morning America, Laughing yeah, Couple. Okay, we'll Come see where now. it goes now. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of Good J-Lo. Morning America. Oh, before we. Oh yeah, J Lo. She's got a nice little uh, video on on Netflix now. You're yeah, watching. I was actually watching that. The the halftime behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I love her. Um, before we get into the juicy stuff, we do a segment called I Love You and You're Annoying. We already explained it to you. Can you give us one thing that your husband does that drives you absolutely bonkers? Current, um, current, current not X, not yeah, X. Yeah, yeah, current husband. <laughs> My current husband, who is an angel from the heavens. Right. And I adore, I and he knows, and, and I say something probably every day. He's got this thing with his socks. Oh I'll either find them balled up in between the couch cushions or they just like accumulate in our bed right. mm. and I wake up like clutching a sock and a pillow. Sure. And if it were up to me, I would just toss all the socks and he'd have to go sockless. But mm-hmm. you know what? People sometimes can't change. And Michelle, I know where this is going. I, I can, I know where this severely is going. Severely relate I, to I, you. Honest to God, Michelle, I wish you wouldn't have said that. I wish <laughs> you would have said he was like, a. I don't know, something else, because this is the thing that bothers my wife more than anything in the world. And I have to say, I, I understand where your husband's coming from. No, you're just lazy. Like Ryan, but he, like, he take off socks. the sock, leave it on the floor even. I don't care. But to ball it up and put it like in places yeah, that are not a everywhere. Hamper. Yeah. And no, I have I to it. tell you, after spending time with my husband's extended family, it might be a hereditary thing. Wow. He's not alone in this problem. So I love you, honey, but we're going to have to have another conversation. I love later. you, honey, but you suck. <laughs> and you suck. Well, <laughs> no, it, is, it is hereditary because I will tell you emphatically that both my daughter and son do the same thing that I do with the socks and it drives my wife nuts. All I do is pick up socks and like we lose them everywhere. They're in random spots. And then at one point I'm just like, you know what? I haven't found this, this pair this, this match in X amount of weeks, I'm throwing it out the next day. I'll find it. And I'm like, God damn it. And but you know what's everywhere. You know, what's worse about balling them up? Yeah. Like if it were just normal, I could pick it up with like my fingernails. <laughs> you have to like actually oh, yeah. touch it before <laughs> you put it in the hamper so that it gets clean in the wash. And right. that's a part of my life that is not my favorite. You know what? There are, there's a huge segment, um, of people in the only fans community that love feet. <laughs> Maybe you should just post your husband's socks on that. It's a phenomenal way to offset your mortgage, I hear. Well, yeah, I mean, now that I've I've peaked, 
starts and it's all downhill, I think that's, I'm going to add that to the list. Just start selling socks. Yeah. <laughs> we used to have a sock bin on our stairs in our old house where like, like if I found random socks, we would throw them in the bin and it did help. The sock bin just overflowed and then never got the mashes. So honest to God, honest them. to God, as a husband who cares deeply about my wife on most days, um, <laughs> I don't know how it happens and it just always happens. It's gotten to a point, Michelle, that I now am taking, I'm taking stock in the stuff that Brittany leaves around randomly, like her face wipes, just to offset the fact that I, I can't not have my socks lying around. I don't know. I just, I wake up in the morning. I'm like, whoa, I don't uh, even remember taking them off. I can't, I don't, this is actually God. getting me so annoyed. I just even talking about it. I'm like getting Sorry. Hot. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Well, Hey, okay. listen, I'm, I'm the odd man out when it comes to the socks. I get that. And I'm on, I'm the odd man out when it comes to here, this is mothers moving on. I happen to not be one of those. So I'll just escort my way out of here. I embarrassed myself at the beginning of the podcast anyway. So I want to talk about, um, okay. So you were on good morning America recently yeah. and the little clip that Congratulations, I saw, by the way. yes, that's incredible. Uh, the little clip that I saw, you were speaking about how you, you feel like when you got divorced, there was like advice, like you were saying, like there was advice around for you. Um, but you almost felt like it was dated. It was meant for a different generation. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was like, I found that very interesting. Like, did you have, like, could you maybe bring up something that you had read or remember that you were like, what? And then today something that you would suggest instead, does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. So I'm also a child of divorce and my whole existence, my whole childhood was divorced. My parents divorce took 10 years to finalize. So it started when I was eight and was finishing when I was graduating high school. And my mom had these two best friends who were also divorced and their favorite movie was the first wives club. Mm. And at the time, you know, I thought it was great and hilarious. And I remember after getting separated, my mom's like, you have to watch it. And I'm like, it's a demographic that would be our parents' age. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is great, but there's nothing like this where we can like laugh it off and sure. connect about divorce other than Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce on TV, but nothing spoke to um, helping any, like helping you through the legal process or mm-hmm. understanding how to co-parent when your kids are so young. And so in my mind, I'm like, we would create the the first wives club, like 2.0 with 30 year old moms with toddlers and newborns and, you know, go through every step of the process. But that for me was huge. And also when I Googled like divorce books, a lot of them were a little too prescriptive. It was like, you know, legal jargon and I didn't feel seen Mm. is, is what, you know, I I'm getting at. And, um, I, I don't know. I I think I was very lucky to have the platform already where I could speak to this and it would reach people through writing for like scary mommy and parents Mm -hmm. and whatever. Um, And that and that really like no one was really doing that on social media at the Mm -hmm. time. Um, I never set out to be a divorce influencer, but, you know, now here I am. And I think I helped bridge the gap between like feeling isolated on, you know, your own island as a young recently married and now separated person right. and, and the rest of the divorce community. Mm-hmm. Hold yep. on before, sorry, I just want to touch on something really quickly. Did you find it um, difficult maybe to, as you had these platforms and as you're speaking about things using your own experience, um, did you find it a little difficult to navigate because you're, 
you're also speaking about your real life and like your ex's extended family and all of this. Mm -hmm. Like, was it a hard transition or was it like, because we sometimes like we have situations that we want to speak about, we want to hold hold back. back. We want to have some respect, but there's a lot of stuff that you know that you could give, but you're just like, Ooh, is that too much? And I know, you know, for, for my daughter's sake, there's so much I wouldn't say Mm -hmm. only because a, it's nobody's business. You know, like any interview that I do, I always say like, I'm not going to talk about my ex or why we chose to get divorced. Um, but I am very candid about the fact that like the divorce was not my ex's fault. Mm -hmm. Like I was a hot mess in the relationship. I came into the relationship with all of this undealt with trauma met this nice Southern boy and was like, hi, fix me. And when he didn't know what to do with me, I was like, well, then you suck. You know? So it was that I've always been very open about that. Um, but I think to anybody, I think to anybody listening, the worst thing you can do. And I write about this heavily in my book is go around town, running your mouth about your ex. Mm -hmm. You are probably right. I'll say that I will validate anybody listening who thinks their ex sucks but your children don't feel that way. And your friend's children who may overhear their friends talking about the gossip at dinner are going to pick that up and then formulate their own opinions that may come back to your children. I think you have to be really discerning what you tell people, Mm -hmm. not because of your ex's emotions, but because of your children's and and people forget that when they're upset, you know, Mm -hmm. it's human to want to like, just be like, screw that right person he's the worst but you know they're saying the same thing about you and that's you know it's so true yeah this brings up this brings up something that i didn't have as a question but i I think it's it just comes to me so i'm gonna just run with it um when it comes to a spouse that wasn't ideal and sometimes that happens right sometimes there are divorces that are messy because Mm -hmm. there was one spouse who was just not a good human being not picking up his socks right Right. (laughs) exactly like that's where it starts right that's where that's where it usually starts um but when you've dealt with trauma and i'm not talking like physical trauma but when your spouse is outwardly mean to you for an excessive Mm -hmm. period of time there are a lot of people who stay in relationships probably longer than they should have but when they finally break free of that and they get clear on that their partner still exists yes and they're still parents and they're still part of that do you ever think there's a time when it's the right time to tell your kids what you went through no and i'll tell you why your children are a lot smarter than you give them credit for. They know who's who and what's what. Long before you separated, they were able to feel the energy of mm-hmm. the unhappy parent and the one who frankly didn't give a shit. Are we allowed mm-hmm. to curse? Sorry. Oh, oh we're allowed to fucking curse for sure. Oh, okay, thank you. Shit balls, I've been whatever. holding back a little bit. I'm no. Like, oh, no. <laughs> um, but kids, you know, I, I always say to my mom, so my dad was a cheating bastard, like women all over New York City and the surrounding counties. And like, you know, I, all I knew was that my parents were getting divorced because my dad had another girlfriend. I didn't know any details until well into my twenties when I was Mm -hmm. like, ma, what the hell, you know? And, and she said, you know, I never wanted, I, at that point was estranged from my father because he was who he was and he was a terrible dad. Um, But my mom always said, I never wanted to be the reason why you didn't have a relationship with your father. Mm. I knew if I told you certain things, it would change how you felt about him. And you needed a relationship with him for however long it lasted. And so, no, I don't. I think there is 
a difference between honesty and bashing, but many children, even adult children, are not always ready to hear the truth about their other parent for that reason. They don't want to have a different view. Mm -hmm. There are certain things that like they don't need to know. Like, and so I just assume unless your child comes to you and asks and they're of age to hear dirty details, let them have their relationship Mm -hmm. with their parent. Don't muddy the waters for them. They'll figure it out eventually. Hey, Ryan. Yes? You stink. Um, okay. I stink too, don't worry. Everyone actually stinks, and it's normal to have body odor, just in case you needed a reminder. Okay, thank you for that. But the best part is, you don't have to stink. (laughs) Just try Lumi whole body deodorant. You're right. And Lumi's powered by mandelic acid, tackling odor for 72 hours from pits to feet, even private areas. It's incredible. Over 300,000 five-star reviews, and you can literally use it everywhere. And the scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or my personal favorite, toasted coconut, make it refreshing. Plus, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that's over 40% off. Stay confident from head to toe with Lumi. Try it with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. That's code TLC at L-U-M-E-D-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Stay fresh, everyone. Shout out to Claritin for providing samples and sponsoring this episode. Full disclosure, I was listening to you talk the other day and I was thinking to myself, why does he sound that way? And then I remembered that it's allergy season and that's just your voice because you're so stuffed up. Ah, yes, the old allergy congested accent. Luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. Oh, perfect. So I won't have to listen to you speak like this for the next few weeks? What? You're not into it? It's not uh, not endearing? No comment. Designed for serious allergy sufferers like Ryan. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. Claritin D tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. So convenient. Just ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. And remember, only use as directed. Guys, have you tried the new wellness shots from Good Vibes Juice? We have, and they're amazing. Perfect for boosting immunity and feeling great. Good Vibes Juice makes all natural wellness shots with ingredients that support your immune system. And they honestly taste good. Plus, they're great to have before you feel sick or even to help you recover faster. It's like having Granny's homemade remedy, but conveniently pre-made. They have three different shots to choose from. Sick Day, Get Well, and Turmeric Daily. The Sick Day shot has echinacea and ginger, known for fighting off colds and boosting immunity. The Get Well shots feature elderberry, a superfood ingredient that helps increase immunity, and the Turmeric Daily has turmeric and chamomile. My personal favorite is the Turmeric Daily. It has turmeric and chamomile, which for me, having recently turned 40, is great for anti-inflammatory and calming properties. What's great is that these shots are all natural with no preservatives or additives. You can take them as a shot or mix them with hot water for a soothing tea. 
And here's the best part. Visit goodvibeswithansjuice.com and use promo code TLC to get free shipping and 20% off your first order. That's www.goodvibesjuice.com with promo code TLC. Let's boost our immunity and feel great with Good Vibes Juice. I feel like that is like, it makes so much sense. And I feel like every person, if they can, should absolutely abide by this. At the same time, I cannot imagine how hard and how difficult that would be as a parent, as a mom. Um, if your ex was doing X, Y, and Z, and you, I mean, you do everything for your kids. You want to create and keep that vision of their father or their mother, whoever it is, um, like up on a pedestal, right? Because like you said, like what they did in your relationship shouldn't affect them. However, and we spoke about this and this is kind of like a good transition. What happens? Actually, you should I talk about Father's Day and stuff because that was kind of your thing. And I really liked that. Like, are they responsible? Yeah. Like, so that's, yeah, I'm glad you're allowing me to have this question. Because <laughs> if, really if you asked this question, I would have been like, the that was mine. <laughs> <laughs> so you work hard, you generate income and your partner was not a good person but it's their birthday or it's father's day and their kids who are younger who are not currently working want to get their dad or their mother a gift do you get them the gift if they don't have another spouse and 50 yes i did a video on this right before father's day and people were like thank you yeah for setting me straight and putting me in my place because mm-hmm. First of all, many of us don't have children with jobs or who can drive sure. yet. And so like my daughter can't be like, see, I'm going to Target to get daddy a card. And I know that yeah. and I'm raising my daughter to be empathetic and kind and loving and embracing. And that includes loving her father, even if I don't. And so right. I have always been of the opinion and I'll get people who like in my DMs, but you don't know what he did yeah. to me and I will not let my child celebrate that person. And I'm like, that's okay. fine. That's your choice. But it's a huge loss for your child to feel Mm -hmm. like I can't come to the one person on this planet I'm supposed to trust the most and ask them to help me celebrate. So I, uh, I do believe that that is your job. Now there are many people who will also argue, but my ex doesn't do it for me. Mm. So what you show your child, Mm -hmm. you show your child. I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer in taking the high road. Mm -hmm. Like that's my thing. And just because someone else didn't treat you well doesn't mean you can't set the example for your child. So that's where I stand with that. I will always be available to my daughter financially and physically to help celebrate mm-hmm. her dad, you know, and and that's what I think makes good co-parenting. It's right. not necessarily like I'm best friends with my ex. It's caring about your child enough to do the right thing. Now, what happens if the partner was not only a terrible partner, but like a really shitty parent, a really shitty dad, would you still well, be you like, you don't get them like a number one yeah, dad t-shirt or you're <laughs> okay the best dad. dad. Like maybe just scribble out number one and write like, right. okay, mediocre. I mean, if your child still has fine. to spend time with yeah. this person, You'd still um, do it. I would let the child lead. Hey, do you want to get daddy anything for father's mm. day? At least put it out there that you're sure. willing to help. Sure. You know, I'm not saying go to like Hermes and get him like a fancy <laughs> pair of loafers, but even a handmade card, like, oh, you want me to cut that into a heart for you? Right. You know, let the child lead. If the child says, what do you mean? Dad sucks. I'm not, you know, at least you put it out there. You're like, and you I said think, it, not me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, that's, but that's, that's when you don't say, yeah, I know he sucks, honey, right. but it's father's day. You, right. you got to just say, okay. <laughs> you know, right. superhuman restraint there. 
Okay. Can you give us, um, let's speak about your book a little bit. Mom's moving on. Can you give us, um, not without like, don't give your book away. Cause obviously we want people to, to go read it. Um, but can you give us a couple like golden nuggets, maybe things to like 100% avoid during divorce and, or some suggestions to kind of make co-parenting a little bit easier if you do have children? Yes. Number one, don't rush the process. Most people are ignorantly in their bliss over the fact that they think if they get those divorce papers signed, their problems are over. Mm -hmm. It's bullshit. And if you rush it, you're going to make problems. You're going to cause problems for yourself. You're going to make emotionally charged decisions in your divorce process that will haunt you for the rest of your life. Like not thinking through certain co-parenting parameters, not thinking through long-term choices for your divorce agreement. So number one is don't rush, like still going to be your ex a year from now, Mm -hmm. six years from now, whatever it takes. The other thing you want to do is learn to pick your battles. I always say when you're looking at your divorce agreement or your potential parenting plan, you have to sort of itemize your list. You have to have your tiers, your top tier non-negotiables, maybe pick two or three. Then like everything else, you know, you sort of have to assign a level of importance to it because you're not going to get everything you want. But if you choose to fight for every little thing, like, you know, dad ties his shoes on Tuesday, not me, Mm. like those things will cost you and will only amp up the conflict. Your divorce process, if you slow down, will be a lot less contentious and that actual period of your life will determine what your co-parenting relationship is going to be like. So if it's hot Mm. and heavy and angry and you're just fighting back and forth, that's what your co-parenting life is going to be like. But if you take some time, chill the fuck out, Mm -hmm. let the embers, you know, burn, you're going to fare better. The other thing with co-parenting, honestly, like we deserve an award as co-parents. It is the hardest job in the world. You also have to learn to pick your battles and understand that all of your stress with co-parenting is rooted in control. Mm -hmm. It's the most unnatural thing to have to do. Give your children over to somebody you no longer like or love, but you have to have some faith and give up the control, the part of your brain that tells you only I can do this right. They're Mm going to be screwed up forever because dad gives them candy before dinner. You have to take a step back. That's the only way to not die from co-parenting. Right. right. It's funny. So I'm going to ask a question, but before I ask a question, this might sound like a silly question, but can you define co-parenting? Yes. Co-parenting is not what most of us are doing, by the way. This is just the term we've assigned to divorced parents. Mm-hmm. Co-parenting means together, collaboration. We are collaboratively coming together to make the best decisions for our child. Mm-hmm. I tell every single one of my clients you're not co-parenting in the first year or two or three of your Mm. divorce. You're parallel parenting, which means I'm over here, you're over there. We're both parenting in our own way, hopefully staying in our own lanes. And if we have to smile at each other at a baseball game, we will, but our relationship does not go further than that. True co-parenting are like the couples you see that are like, every Sunday we go for Mm -hmm. ice cream and then we take a family photo. And, you know, that does not happen for most people. And if it does, it doesn't happen for years. So co-parenting is the umbrella term that we use, just like we all use the term anxiety and there's different levels Mm -hmm. of it. It's the same thing with co-parenting. The majority of us are parallel parenting. 
That's really interesting because you're right. Like co-parenting, I feel like would be so hard to do again, like you said, with somebody who you don't like. And, and we just talked about control. Like we said, like how much control do you think that you are entitled to when you first start? So like you're dropping your kids off, right? Say your partner has a new, as a new girlfriend, and this might be one of your, like, this is my non-negotiable. Your new partner doesn't meet the children until X. Like what's the appropriate time there? Like I would die because you just, it is a control thing, but it's also your state. Like you want your babies to be safe. Whoever is around yes. them, they're like sponges, right? Like I, I, it makes, it here's how I think about, I'm glad you bring up the other spouse because a lot of times a man will either get, sorry, will get caught cheating. Sorry, dude. And just, I'm just find on the, solace. I'm under the sock still, so. He'll, he'll get, you know, kicked out or the, the, the relationship will end and all of a sudden he's with this person and now this fucker's bringing his mistress around the kids. So right. now not only is it like the pain of your children being around another woman, it's the woman who ruined your marriage. And, right. Oh my God. And so this happened to my mom. And again, I'll reference her because she's like the best. And she was always like, almost too nice to my dad's girlfriend. And mm. I would always be like, why are what? you so nice to her? And she'd be like, Michelle, daddy's not taking care of you. She is. Right. She's got to be my friend. I want to know if you brushed your teeth. I want to know if you came home from school happy or sad. Your dad's not going to tell me that. She is. And so I always tell people, because everybody feels threatened when there's a new woman in the picture in their mm -hmm. ex's life, it's actually good for your children. Hmm. Men have a very hard time adjusting to parenting on their own, not because they're not able to do it, but because for a long time, us women with our controlling tendencies just came in and said, I'll do it myself, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, then you say, my husband doesn't do anything, but like, typically it's us who are like, just get out of the way, we'll do it. So dads need some time to get used to parenting on their own. And when there's another set of hands there, I think it's a blessing. Mm -hmm. And the more people who love your children, the better off they'll be in life. So that's, that's a very emotionally evolved way to look at it, but you yeah. could still want to cut a bitch behind the yeah. scenes. <laughs> I feel like you could have those feelings internally and for a while, and then you'll get to a place where like, what's the thing they say in the South? Like, bless your heart. But they're really being like, go fuck yourself. Fuck like, you. yes. yeah, yeah. That's kind of like that. That's what I feel like. I have that. such a good day with go my daughter. Like, cheers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I your, love that. Your mom, for the record. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Can we just, can we just take a moment to pause and, and just, your mom sounds like an absolute angel. Yeah. She's the reason I think why I'm able to do the work that I do, to co-parent the way that I do, yeah. and why I think most people would tell you I'm not crazy, you know? Like I <laughs> no, but but really like she my mom was an immigrant to this country. She married my dad after she met him in college. She came to the states for college, met my dad, thought, you know, okay, nice guy getting married, right. makes a lot of money, life's going to be good. And it was anything but. And she was left with two children, an immigrant to this country. He was a disaster. Like I said, the divorce took 10 years and she faltered, I'm sure, privately, but never mm -hmm. in front of my brother and I. And she just kind of like was that phoenix, you know, mm -hmm. that rose from the ashes and remarried and like has the best life and so much wisdom. And I know that it's because of her that I choose to take the high road and co-parent mm -hmm. the way that I do. That's honestly incredible. Um, well, shout out to your mom. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, for real. What's her name? 
Her name is Margarita, but we call her Margie. I love that. Also in my home known as Gigi because that's her grandma name. She had a hard time deciding what it was going to be. It was Nona for a while. Mm-hmm. Now it's Gigi. Love it. And um, she's my child's favorite person. Gigi's close to my heart, so I love it. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Gigi. Um, oh, you, you guys I do. I, I, I do have a question. Oh, well, tough. one of my favorite things that um, going through your Instagram, and by the way, you've got such an unbelievable community that you've yeah, built and you. developed. Um, and yeah, you should be extremely proud of that. It, it is shocking to me how many people gravitate to uh, the conversation of divorce, but I guess it is, uh, you know, you've already gone through the statistics, 50%. It, it, it is a common thing. Even more so after COVID. And more like importantly, 60% in COVID. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And more importantly, you stated that like, and I think it's important to actually restate this, that the kumbaya co-parenting that you see on Instagram is not common. Mm-hmm. No. And as, and, and I mean this, you're a great human being, but it's you, the fact that you are as successful as you are and so many people are connected to you is proof that that's not a common thing. So mm-hmm. if you're listening to this podcast and you're going through a divorce and it's not going smoothly, you're not alone. It sounds like you're not alone. Mm-hmm. I think it's so unfair for anybody right out of the gate who, you know, is has this pressure on them that they have to like have this mm-hmm. relationship with their ex. Like, you may be really hurt. You may not be ready for that kind of a relationship. And to think that like, that's the only way to co-parent well really isn't fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know. I'm just, I like to keep it as real as I can. I know that my parents were terrible co-parents, but I had what Harvard research and science has proven one stable caregiver, which is enough to thrive. And that's if that's the best you can do, then then you're doing a great mm-hmm. job. And that's really when, when you come to taking the higher higher road, higher ground. As long as one of you is doing that, then then your child has a a higher success rate. Yeah. So what I what I love, and this is what I was going to get at. What I love is in one of your uh, posts, you talk about managing expectations. Mm-hmm. If your partner was not ideal in your marriage, to assume that that partner is going to be ideal outside of your marriage (laughs) doesn't make sense. I don't (laughs) understand. Like, he brought the kids late again. I'm like, was he timely in your marriage? No. I'm like, well, then you know. You know what you're dealing with, right? Like, (laughs) he doesn't become punctual Pat just because you got divorced. Like, And I think managing expectations also comes from like, having to honor certain truths, right? Like you can't play victim if you are truthful with yourself, right? Like, I don't know why this marriage ended. I'm so hurt. Well, you know why it ended. He he or she sucked and like, they're gonna suck forever Mm -hmm. in your eyes, right? So managing those expectations is huge because if you're expecting this person to abide by every line Mm -hmm. of the parenting plan and like praise you for your parenting efforts, they're Mm -hmm. not going to do that. And they don't have to do that for you to know that you're a good parent and you're doing the right thing. So detaching from that expectation and the validation you think you need from your ex is huge. That's the only way to move on. That really flows to what you spoke about is having both people in a divorce. They're both people are entitled to what, they think went wrong and they're mm-hmm. right in their own mind. But you also I, said like, just be, like you don't have to prove your partner wrong to justify that your feelings are valid. Can you speak? Mm-hmm. I was like, that is so good. Cause it's Thank hard. You. A lot of and people that, didn't like, 
I think oh, that I, I don't think that's that. just a divorce thing. I think that's an it, argument absolutely. thing inside a marriage. I think what you're about to discuss can actually work for people who are in a marriage mm-hmm. right yes. now. Right. I think this need to get people to see things the way they, we see things in mm-hmm. order for us to feel justified is not, it, it's just not healthy. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I gave the example of if I go to the beach with my friend and I get sunburn and she doesn't, which one of us is right in saying that the sun is too strong or was the sun not strong, right? Like everybody mm-hmm. lives different experiences within the same life. My brother and I had two totally different childhoods as brother and sister because he had a relationship with my dad and I didn't. Mm-hmm. People have completely different experiences in their relationships together. Mm-hmm. And I just saw that little nudge. Is he getting in trouble? No, 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 no. He Well, technically he's... I, got, he's wor- I have notes here. I know, but usually we do one of these like... She's telling I'm me my, my she's telling me that my notes are coming up too high. Oh, oh when you're like this, she doesn't know to, that you you're guys doing are notes. Just such a fun dynamic. I want to um, make sure I get my question. We answer. will also like call each other on our shit all the time, so this oh, isn't love it. <laughs> it's so good, out of the ordinary. But now like, I'm if you, double embarrassed. If you meet a man and say, "Why'd you get divorced?" He's going to say, "Oh, my ex is crazy." And if you meet a woman and say, "Why'd you get divorced?" She's going to say, "Oh, my ex was a narcissist." Like we, right. everybody has that same rhetoric, that same narrative, that mm-hmm. same belief system, and it's because we all experience things differently. So I do believe, even and, and a lot of people got mad about that post because they're like, "Well, my ex husband was abusive, so there's no other way to see it." Of course, in your like, I side yeah. with you. If yes. he's abusive, fuck him. You're right. I still think you're right, even if he wants to prove that you're wrong, right? Yeah. But in his mind, he's going to say, "A, I didn't do that," or "B, it wasn't as bad." You know, everybody's yeah. going to have their own, and let them have it. You know, right. like I'm not going to die trying to fight somebody else's right. opinions of me or change their mind. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to believe it, believe it. If you want to tell me the sky is green, I'll fine, whatever. Mm -hmm. I can't argue your perception of things. Right. You just want to separate. Like, I think that you're right. It does apply to like any relationship as well, especially like I always thought that I dated a really terrible person and for a long time, it it's not you. Um, (laughs) I'm waiting. (laughs) And for a long time, like he was very narcissistic and like pathological and I always like like I felt the need to like say, it's, it's not me, it's you. Like this was on you. And at the end of the day, I was like, I am never going to change his mind. He's not okay. So why do I have to, like, I just need to get away from that. But that is so much easier said than done. Like you, it's, it's a hard thing to separate your feelings from validation. Like to be like, yep, you were right here. It's hard to do. But that's why you go to therapy and that's why you hire somebody like me, because I am going to validate you're part of the experience a hundred percent because you lived it and it affected you the way that you did. You know, I hate when people say to other people like, Oh, you're too sensitive. I I used to get that a lot growing up. I am sensitive, but I feel things on a deeper level because I've experienced trauma. So you can't tell me that this experience wasn't as bad as it would be for you. It was bad for me, you know, whatever the experience Mm -hmm. is. So yeah. I mean, you have to have other people in your life that you seek validation from because you're never going to get it from your ex. They're mm-hmm. just, it's just not possible. Now we've talked about this numerous times. There's a difference between validating and, uh, igniting those feelings. Uh huh. Can we, can we talk about that for a second? Because there are, there are a lot of people in this world that I could go to, that you could go to with problems that would take those problems and literally 
make them a, a massive, massive problem. It's, oh, you're talking about closure and like loyalty and who that's you called the shark attorney. And that's yeah. what you don't want. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think what you're saying, like there's a difference between validating and um, instigating or mm-hmm. encouraging. Mm-hmm. Right. So I first learned of the powerful concept of validating people's emotions from being a parent and working with, you know, my child's therapist who would say things to me like, you have to validate how she feels, but then redirect her to something a little bit more logical. So I'm so sorry you can't pour the chocolate syrup over your head. I know that makes you feel so sad that you can't do that. Igniting or um, like feeding into the behavior would be like, yes, pour it over your head, make yourself happy. Yeah. You know, you would say, I know it makes you sad you can't do this. However, why don't we pour it into a bowl yeah. or onto our ice cream where it belongs and then we can still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with validating somebody's emotions. I see this makes you really upset. And I start that, I use that phrase, even with like if I have to interact with my ex and tell him something he may not want to hear, hey, listen, I know this is a hard subject for you. I know you don't like to talk mm-hmm. about this. However, you know, and just letting, making somebody feel heard, mm-hmm. it doesn't change the outcome of what the situation is, but it really helps disarm a person without right. enabling them. Right. That makes okay. sense. Well, you talked about, you talked about having this, um, I can't remember what the, the movie was. They're all in the white. What's the, at the end of the movie, they're all dancing. It's the movie your mom told you to watch. Oh, the first wife. Oh, the first wife's yeah. club. Like I know we all want this, this, this community and what have you. This is where I want to get with when it comes to this is, you know, we all want that night where we have a couple of drinks with our girls and we just unload on all the shit that's going on. But I think you've got to be very selective with the people that you talk to when it comes to this. There's there's one thing to have that conversation once, but if that's the ongoing conversation, mm-hmm. I don't think it serves you. Mm-hmm. No. So so and in your experience, where how far does that go before it's now toxic for you? So I, I once posted something and people loved it. It was like just a reminder, stop sending your friend pictures of her ex on social media. Like mm-hmm. she doesn't want to see what he's doing and this right. is only hurting. You're like throwing salt in the right. wounds. Like it's one thing for me to sit down with my best friends and be like, can you believe what this mm-hmm. motherfucker said? But then if every time I'm with them, they're going to bring it up, like it's going to take me back. It's going to be, and then you have to start to question, why is this the only thing they yeah. want to talk about? And I, and I write about friendships after divorce in great detail in my book because it's one of the biggest Mm -hmm. like second divorces within the divorce that we have to face sometimes. And you realize that some people, you know, it's like a misery loves company type of thing. Those people who gravitate to you the fastest and are like, tell me everything. And I had my own situation with that. And as soon as I was happy, that person was like, okay, bye. They wanted Mm -hmm. nothing to do with me. So I think it's perfectly fair to set a boundary with your people. Like I'm telling you guys this, but I don't want to bring it up again. It's exhausting to talk about. Mm -hmm. And that's it. If they can't respect it, then they're not your people. Mm -hmm. I think I want to end with this. So we have a different, an interesting dynamic. I have two friends in my life who are both. The one friend is like literally like the epitome of a divorce. Her and her um, ex-husband are like the best co-parents, their best friends. Like they really are not the norm of who you would look at to have a divorce, right? Like they are not someone to look up to and right away because it's just not attainable for most people. And then on the other hand, I have another friend who is like about to be divorced. She's going through like the thick of it, but her ex is, is not a great person. He is, he's, he's not a good person. I'm just going to put it that way. And for, for her, she is 
sad. And she, and it just made me think of this because you said it's okay to feel sad about a loss. Like if you're getting divorced, even if this person has been a dick to you for X amount of years, Mm -hmm. it is still okay to feel sad about losing that relationship. And she was like, I have to reel it in because she was like a little bit talking about with all these people. And now they're, they're angry with her. Sorry. They're angry with her because she's, she's a little like, she's like certain things are still making her sad. And they're like, why he's such an ass because it's a loss. Right. Like, I can't believe you're still crying over him. He was such a dick. Well, you know what? Divorce is one of the most difficult life changes after death. Mm -hmm. Like it's, hard even if you want it out of the marriage your whole world shifts right your financial situation how you parent your children your social circles everything is affected there's collateral damage and so i think it's it's so unfair you know to assume that like just because something was bad mm-hmm. you're not allowed to be upset over it you know right. like earthquakes are bad and you can be upset over it for a long time because there's a shit storm to clean up afterwards mm-hmm. you know so yeah i think people are well meaning but they don't really it's like when people say, I'm so sorry about your divorce. That's mm-hmm. literally how I open up my book is with a conversation I had with one of my mom's friends in a coffee shop. And she's like, I am so sorry about your divorce, you know, here in like Miami. Ooh, yes. And I looked at her and I was like fired up that day for whatever reason. And I was like, are you? Because I'm not. And let me tell you why. And my mom, who's like, you know, my mom. I was like, Michelle, can't you just pretend to be upset? You're embarrassing me. I was like, I will not pretend, you know. No one will shelter me. That's amazing. People are well-meaning. They just don't know what to say. It's true. And that's a great, I think that's a good way for us to, because you said that half of the listeners here that are listening to this are likely to get divorced and the other half are not. God forbid, I'm just saying, it's statistics. So if we're the other half and we're talking to the other half who's getting divorced, what do you say? I think you say, how can I be helpful? I know this is a hard time for you. Mm. I'm proud of you for doing a hard thing. How can I be helpful? That's it. And to to people who are listening, who have friends going through a divorce and need to know how to best support them, invite them to things. Don't Mm. assume that because they're not part of a couple that they won't want to come on your Saturday night, you know, couples Mm -hmm. night. And don't Mm -hmm. assume that like, because they're so strong that they don't need a phone call and they don't need somebody checking in. That's the best thing you could do is just like, even if you know they're going to say no, make them feel included so they don't feel ostracized. That's great. I like that. Okay. Can you do us a favor and just link all of your socials and then um, yeah. tell everybody where they can find your book? And any I'm of your at courses? the Michelle Dempsey on Instagram. My podcast is Moms Moving On. The book is Moms Moving On. It's sold at every retailer. Um, you can work with me by emailing me info at momsmovingon.com. Check out my courses, my workshops, momsmovingon.com. See, I'll be on Good Morning Washington in a couple of weeks. Um, you know, just making the rounds, trying to sell my book. I love it. I love it. I love it. A lot of people in the process. Perfect. Thank you so much, Michelle. This was so fun. Like, I mean, Thank not you. fun talking about divorce, but like I enjoyed the conversation. No, it was fun. You guys are great. <laughs> Thank you. Well, just so you know, just so you know, I'm going to, I'm going to recap this really quickly. The last thing that I read, my last note, you answered oh. and your response was, wow. So aren't you glad I read that? Note? Oh my God. I was, you were fine, but I just wanted you to put it down. Yeah. Okay. He I needs the validation. Yeah, yeah. I need I validation. <laughs> Go pick God, up your I feel so I didn't feel heard until then. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. We'll talk Michelle, to you later. thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thank you. Bye.
Hey, everyone. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of the therapy group, and hosts of the Shrink Chicks podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout. Making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psychobabble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how. And work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. 